I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Um, ah, there we go. Welcome to Life Today Live. Uh, good to see you. I'm glad you can see me. Oh boy. Okay. This is a uh, this is a program that I'm excited about. I I I love films. Uh, I love history. I love science. I'm not afraid of science. I think science is a good thing. It's a it's a trial and error process, which is fine with me, as long as we know that's what it is. And one science that I really enjoy is is I say enjoy. I enjoy watching others do it and and letting you know finding out what they found out. And that's archaeology, looking into the past by looking into the earth. And when it comes to biblical stuff, I'm not afraid of it. Go prove that what I think is maybe not entirely correct because I'm, I'm I have a firm foundation of scripture and I, and I think scripture is true. And the more that we can learn from the earth to learn more about scripture, shed more light on it. I just think it's a great thing. And so there's a whole series of uh, documentary films called Patterns of Evidence. And if you haven't seen any of those, you just go to PatternsOfEvidence.com. You can catch up on the whole series. There's the Exodus, the Moses Controversy, Red Sea Miracle 1 and 2, and this journey to Mount Sinai. Part 1 is already out, and so if you if you haven't seen that, you're going to need to go to the website. And I think I mean, you don't have to, but it would make more sense to watch one because next week in theaters, uh, parts Part 2 of the journey to Sinai will be available. Uh, the 15th and the 17th, it's a Fathom event. And I have... Tim Mahoney, who is the maker of these. And Tim, you want to show them the trailer before before we talk about it? Would that help set it up a little better, you think? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Okay, so Tim is on standby. You guys stick around. Uh, watch this, and then we'll come back and uh, talk to the man behind this fascinating series. This is Journey to Mount Sinai, Part 2. For the last 50 years, Exodus explorers have been searching for the true location of Mount Sinai. The Bible tells us that Moses and the Israelites were led there by a pillar of fire and cloud. I'm Timothy Mahoney, an investigative filmmaker, and I'm looking for a pattern of evidence matching one of the most important events recorded in the Bible the mountainous location where God came down to meet Moses and the Israelites. Exodus explorers are now claiming they found physical evidence for this biblical event. But there is a controversy because this evidence is not where tradition places the mountain. How will we know which is the true location? It was recorded that after the Israelites crossed the sea, they camped numerous times on their way to Mount Sinai. Now, for the first time, Patterns of Evidence will investigate the journey of Moses and the Israelites. What route did they take and what evidence still remains today? Join me on this amazing and inspiring investigation. Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai. Okay, that, that actually, that trailer says uh, October, so 
Did I pull the wrong trailer, or did it, is it is this did, was it delayed? No, that is the wrong trailer. I pulled the wrong trailer. But you know what? It's the same. It's the same um, investigation. Uh, but we've got a whole other trailer with other images. <laughs> and uh, what we can do is let's play the second trailer a little bit later on in okay. the interview. Okay. Yeah. Well, you keep talking, and I will. I will get that racked you up. You can find that. Yeah, I can. I can do All that. All right. Um, but so walk us through a little bit of this. Why is this even uh, a controversy? Why is this a thing? That's a great question. And I've been asked that question multiple times. And it's not, a th you know, where's Mount Sinai isn't uh, on a lot of people's radar, but it's certainly an issue when it comes to your children going off to university or going to any uh, higher education because they're going to tell you that the history of the world is different than the biblical history. And, and what's, what's happening is that, well, George Barna is, is just showing a huge documentation of, of people walking away from their faith. Mm -hmm. uh, children who raise in a Christian home and uh, raised in a biblical understanding, but they don't really believe that any of it's true <clears throat> because they're told that it's not true when they go off to university. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's been interesting for me is that um, uh, when I did interviews with certain scholars, Randy, what would happen is, is I, I interviewed some scholars who also were believing, came from believing families. I think they were believers, but they went off to university and their faith was, was knocked out of them. Uh, they were beat up enough that they didn't believe anymore uh, because we're, we're being told that there isn't any evidence for these events. And a whole series of investigations that I've done, starting in 2002 with the Exodus Patterns of Evidence, Exodus investigation, that was my first, uh, you know, uh, getting punched in the face uh, <laughs> investigation where where I went to Egypt and I was told, you know what, we haven't found any evidence for this. We can't find it. Uh, and that began that 12-year uh, hunt uh, because I had to make a decision. Am I going to basically um, just walk away from this and think, well, I have to believe all this on faith. And by the way, faith is really important, but there was a pattern of evidence that people were basically saying, wait a minute, you need to look at this closer. And that's the question of looking in the right time and in the right space, right right place, I should probably say. And that's when these patterns of evidence films became, I think, very significant because we would take the Bible and look at, well, what is the Bible saying happened at a particular time or a particular part of the narrative? And in the Exodus, you know, we looked for the Israelites' arrival and their multiplication, their enslavement, and then the punishments of Egypt with plagues. And we found all of that pattern, a sequence of, of events, but it was earlier in Egypt's time period and it was deeper uh, and and it was being ignored. And that became what became the, the, the launching pad for this type of investigation. And a patterns approach is a scientific approach. You know, it's it's using uh, a thinking, <clears throat> logical approach to to solve these questions. So, who gives you more trouble? Um, people who don't believe the Bible, or who believe a certain thing about the Bible that archaeology then does not back up? I think that the I'm sorry for the for the <laughs> silence there because uh, in some ways. Uh, there are, we're so fragmented right now. There's so many different fragmentation of ways people think. I, I believe that, um, that one of the challenges that I 
I came to realize was that when I'm making these films, I'm not making these films for scholars to change their minds. Hmm. I'm making these films for people that are listening to scholars to hear uh, a deeper understanding possibly of what's happening. And when I've gone to film some of these scholars, I found out that they have been given their ideas from their teachers. So we're passing on their knowledge to the next knowledge. But when I ask them, well, why do you think this? And explain to me the rationale for this. And then you start asking the second and third and fourth question. You realize that what we're talking about is, I hate to use the word dogma, but there's a bit of a dogma that's there. Yeah. And here's the, the most classic example of it. People will say the exodus didn't happen. And then you say, well, why is it that? Well, when we look at 1250 BC, the time of Ramesses, there's no evidence for it. So it didn't happen. So you, we then say, are you saying that the exodus that didn't happen had to have happened in 1250 BC? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and so that, but that, that, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says the exodus event actually happened in 1450. So every, a lot of the mainstream scholars that are dismissing the exodus are doing it based on one word, Ramesses, the time of Ramesses. And in our first investigation, we found out that there's a city beneath the city of Ramesses, which is called Avaris. So now, in this new film, uh, same thing happened. That the exodus that didn't happen went to the traditional Mount Sinai. And we haven't found any evidence for it. So after the Six-Day War, I believe it was, uh, the Israelis went and scoured the Sinai Peninsula. And they didn't find any evidence for the exodus. Hmm. And so guess what? They came back and they wrote their books and they basically said, great story. Lots of good teaching didn't happen, but did they really? Uh, did the Israelites wander in the Sinai Peninsula? According to a lot of the biblical references, and that's why this movie is so important. It's it's going to be, first of all, it's beautifully put together. It's going to take you to places in the world you'll probably never be able to go, mm. and you're going to experience the journey that the Israelites went on into three. We're going to look at three different mountains, uh, and. Um, what we're finding is that the Bible has actually a very different look at where this event happened than where people have placed it. How 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 far? What's what's the difference in distance? Do you know about? Hundreds of miles. Okay. Maybe three hundred miles. Wow. So it it's a ways. Okay. I mean, that's like going to Utah and saying I couldn't find Las Vegas. It must not exist. You know. Uh, yeah, very good. Yep. Or being in Louisiana and say, "Where's Dallas?" Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I think, and and that and but part of it has to do with politics, huh. because the locations where the exodus and it has to do with tradition. Yeah. Uh, once the church gets behind a particular idea, and it solidifies it, and scholars, we're talking about scholars that lived in other parts of the world never went necessarily to the to the holy land we're writing books and printing maps based upon previous knowledge mm -hmm. and then that knowledge gets indoctrinated into the schools of divinity around the you know mm -hmm. the country and the world it's hard for that notion and um, i'm trying to think of the name of the scholar but there's a scholar who suggested in england he had won the highest honor of geography, and he suggested that Mount Sinai was in Arabia, in England, um, and they took his uh, oh, he, they took his awards away. 
because it was almost like blasphemy that he would suggest this. Uh, and I've and he was in our last film, uh, and I'm trying to remember his name right now, but a very, very famous scholar. And that's why it was so dangerous to suggest mm. that the traditional Mount Sinai wasn't the location. But then when they started digging there they and started looking around, they weren't finding any evidence. So you, you forget one scholar's name, but you actually have talked to so many different people, specialists, archaeologists, scholars, and not all of them Christians. Um, you know, your approach has been, I think, thorough. I mean, wasn't your goal to just get to the truth, not get to the dogma or just bolster a preconceived notion? Aren't you pretty open-minded going into this? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that we have to be. I don't want to believe something just because somebody tells me that that's the way it is. Uh, and I mean, I think, and that's, that's always a challenge because um, you could have an authority who says, we don't have any evidence for the Bible. And I say, well, explain to me why you say that. But you can also have an authority that might say something like, um, uh, you don't have to have any evidence, you know, just you just believe on faith. And for the most part, I've always believed on faith. But I also have to know as I've grown older that if these events happen, there should be a pattern of evidence there. <laughs> and we are finding patterns of evidence. And uh, there is a reason why we have a, a, a hope for our own salvation. And for some reason, Randy, I've gotten involved with this endeavor, not really realizing just how how large it would become. You know, yeah. I thought I was just making a, a film back in 2000, you know, two that was like a, an hour long. I didn't know I would be into multiple feature films that would travel around the world and spend the rest of my, you know, 20 years of my life here doing this. Well, uh, now I think it's time for us to watch the trailer for part two, since we teased him with one, which by the way, you can get at PatternsOfEvidence.com. Uh, you can own it. You can watch it. Uh, would you would, would you like for me to show the correct trailer this time, Tim? Would that be That'd be good? perfect. I actually like this idea of showing both trailers. Both of them. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe, maybe God's pulling the strings and I'm not just messing them up. But we're going to watch the the trailer for part two. This is Patterns of Evidence part two in theaters next week. You can go right now to Fathom Events and get tickets, find out if it's in your city. What a great thing to take a group to, by the way. And in the theater, it's a little different. We'll talk about that in a second. But this is, I believe, the trailer for Patterns of Evidence part two. I'm investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney, and my investigation continues for the true location of Mount Sinai. Follow me and Exodus Explorers on a search for more biblical evidence. These are the 12 stones. Yes. One, two, three, four. At this place, something very important happened. There was so much evidence. It felt like I walked into something that was 3,500 years old, undisturbed. The characteristics of Mount Sinai described in the Bible match the characteristics of a volcano exactly. How could Moses have ascended a mountain into an active volcanic eruption? Hmm. When Moses fled, he went to Midian. Why haven't scholars looked in Midian in Saudi Arabia? Because they can't. That's why. What risk would these Exodus explorers be willing to take to prove the Bible? After five years, he made a desperate decision. Yes. He made a desperate decision. That just kind of poisoned the well for everyone else. They need to do scientific work in the area. And they put fences up and keep people away. This Jeep roared up and three desert policemen jumped out and these guys are waving these AK-47s right in the faces of my children and just screaming, get out of here. 
Uh, we can't get into the area, but we can see what we need to see through the fence. They stumbled upon something that was pretty unique. Is this the holy altar where God made a covenant with the nation of Israel? They didn't use it for sacrificing animals. What else would you use it for? Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. Have they found the mountain of God where Moses received the Ten Commandments? Why would you go to church every week? Why would you pray? Why would you look forward to the future if the whole foundation of what you are doing this for is fiction? This is some of the most amazing, awe-inspiring, foundational, miraculous acts of the Lord throughout the entire scriptures. Join me as I conclude my 20-year search for which mountain best matches the biblical event in Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai, Part 2, a nationwide theatrical Fathom event, May 15th and 17th. Get tickets now. Wow, okay. See, I, I had seen only the wrong trailer. That is fascinating because... I'm investigative you, filmmaker. It looped. It, it, you're, you're basically what, saying that, that it's a volcano, which actually lines up with scripture in a way that just makes way too much sense. I mean, it almost seems obvious when you think about it. Well, that is one of the mountains and one of the theories with, uh, that's with, uh, uh, um, Humphreys and, um, he is, um, uh, Sir Cullen Humphreys. I'm remembering his name. I'm trying to remember all these scholars. I've got hundreds of people in my, <laughs> right. my database here. Uh, and I've got to pull them out. And uh, I believe um, that Colin Humphreys has written a book about the, the Exodus. He's a Cambridge scientist, sir. He was knighted by the Queen. Uh, and he and I met in Cambridge, and uh, we were able to talk about this. And he was looking for natural means for these events to happen. He believed that God, he believes that God works in nature yeah. and that uh, the, the parting of the water was through natural causes of the wind blowing at the right time, at the right place. He also could see in his mind that Mount Sinai was a volcano and that uh, the, the sh trembling and the smoke and the fire, all that, that happened, uh, you know, at a volcano. Yeah. And so that was his idea. So we've tracked it down. We went to the volcano in Saudi Arabia and we filmed there. And it's not active anymore. And then we have another mountain, Jebel Allahs, which many people might have heard of. Uh, Ron Wyatt has uh, pointed to that, who's now passed away. And we have these Exodus explorers that are that have been there. Bob Cornuke and others have gone to that location. We're in, we're uncovering and bringing back all of that part of that history. Then there's the political intrigue of all this, yeah. because we've got situations where people could not explore in certain countries because of um, because of Israel and Arab countries and the Israeli history. So that's a part of this investigation. <laughs> yeah, it's a that's a multi weaving thing. And very interesting. When I picked the date for May 15th, I had forgotten that May 15th, 20 years ago was the day that I flew out of Saudi Arabia. And when I flew out of Saudi Arabia, I was empty handed because I went in there with cameras, but I, I, I was my, my footage was taken before I left and I wasn't able to, uh, to come back with what I thought was going to be an amazing film back in 2003. So I have worked. That's why it's ironic and somewhat exciting for me that 20 years to the day, that I left Saudi Arabia is the day that the film is coming into theaters. And um, 
Uh, I, I'm just I'm excited excited to be here. It's it's an amazing film. Has, has the political situation changed in, over the tw last twenty years? Is it any easier or is it harder? It has. Yeah. Yep. Yes. In fact, uh, this attitude against uh, against this being the location has changed dramatically, and mm. people are able to go there and have tours. So we've had freedom to film in these locations now that we've never had before. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Okay. So let me, just for Grins, I, I mentioned to you before we started that I have not been back to the movie theater since since COVID hit, and it's not because I'm afraid to go. I've done everything else. It's just I've gotten real comfortable sitting at home on my couch and, and hitting pause when I got to go to the restroom and not missing anything, right? Um, but it's a different experience in the theater, which is why you are taking these into the theaters for these Fathom events, right? Absolutely. Uh, I hadn't been to theater uh, until, you know, it started opening up. And um, I actually was able to go see Top Gun. Nice. Uh, and, so, and, and I mean, I, I know that I, you could watch a movie, but I'm telling you, uh, I know you probably have a great cinema. Uh, I've got a pretty nice large screen at, uh, at home as well. But the theater is even different. Yeah. When you can blow something up across, I don't know, 70 feet or <laughs> 80 feet, 100 feet, I see things in the films I've never seen before. Mm. Uh, I'll give you an example. I never saw the goat that was uh, peeing uh, in the Abraham scene, uh, but I did see it when I when it was on the big screen. I was like, "Where did that come from?" Uh, and uh, uh, so these films are are spectacular, uh, and you you're going to get an immersive experience. So that's why I encourage people. Listen, yes, you can get, later on people buy a DVD or whatever, but there's going to be something special, and we are also sending a signal and a message. Uh, you know, with uh, the Jesus Revolution that came out, uh, His Only Son, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai. These films need your support. Uh, these are great films, but the but we will have more opportunity uh, to be in theaters if we get your support. Yeah. And I think the other factor, this goes back to reasons why you need to go to the theater. Yeah, it's expensive to go to a theater. Uh, but what we're going to be doing is you're supporting uh, uh, filmmakers like myself that spend 20 years of our life trying to bring you evidence. And once again, I'm not trying to make evidence that's propaganda. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make uh, create a, an honest look at this question of did these events in the Bible really happen? And what I'm going to show you is an amazing pattern of evidence. In my mind too, I actually will tell you this, I think uh, that there's possibly more than one location where the Israelites camped at because there's similarities in some places. You know, they wandered for 40 years. Yeah. And uh, there's certain uh, things and tendencies that would happen at these different places. And you're going to see some of that in this next film. The first film, if you want to see it before you go, it's patternsofevidence.com. You can see Journey to Mount Sinai Part 1. But let me just tell you, these, these films stand alone. There's so much... Uh, in these films, you don't have to see the first one, uh, to, you know, to to see this one because they're really they're they're separate investigations, but that that come together towards the end. Yeah. And for the first time, I actually created something called the Mount Sinai Scorecard. I've never done this before, <laughs> but this film, this investigation was more complex. This is the biblical narrative right here. These are the things we're going to be looking for. When you down, if you go to patternsofevidence.com, you're going to be able to get a list of this, and you're going to be able to, ahead of time, sort it out. 
get it straight in your mind. We have the campsites, we got the distances, we got the mountains that we're looking at. Then you can make a decision for yourself. Don't listen to me, just look at the evidence. And if you, if and I think this is the biggest I possible endeavor to sort out this question. And there's more coming, but this is, I think, very, very uh, Bible affirming without trying to be, I mean, I can't place the evidence in the ground, as I've heard some scholars say. <laughs> we can't put that stuff there, but why in the world does it match this huge pattern? Yeah, uh, fascinating. And and uh, just to reiterate what, what you said to the people watching and listening, this we can complain about Hollywood, but if you want anything to change, you got to show up. You got to vote with your feet and vote with your dollar and, and support all the Christian films that hit theaters, like pack them out so that the theaters go, oh, well, let's keep showing this another week, which is also a great evangel uh, evangelistic tool because people that you know wouldn't necessarily click on it on you know at home see it something in a theater they go well, maybe I'll check that out it's it, it has this 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 sort of image of being more important if it's in the theater you know just a reality i think in most people's minds so do support that i'm i got tons of questions so i'll just have to watch the film but last question for you is when people see this i mean what are you are you you said you're not trying to necessarily change people's minds are you trying to just raise questions are you trying to just open up a dialogue what what are you sort of your bottom line goal with these oh well let's put it this way i have i make these films i think you and i talk about this i make them for myself <laughs> because i i'm on the question i'm on the journey uh and in a sense it's a whole movie of tim mahoney trying to answer some questions that I'm bringing you along on. And I am seeing a pattern that God is acting in history. And I, and, and I think other people have felt the same compulsion to look. And I, and I know historically throughout the centuries, people have been searching for where God has worked and acted in history. The foundation of the things that happen at Mount Sinai have reverberated all the way through till today. The law, the giving of the law, the principles of, of human rights you know these ideas are coming from there i believe that god I, when i prayed about why is this important i believe that the, this film and these films are about remembering and being forewarned hmm. and say well what does that mean i think everyone feels like we're in an unstable time in history and god is trying to remind us of who he is what he's done what's the relationship even with the nation of israel because this is where they become a nation uh, a lot of the foundations that are given, the first five books of the Bible are written during this time. Mm. You need to know about this. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying to the audience, I need to know, you need to know, we have to have a, a better context about what's going on because the history repeats itself, as it's been said. Mm. And the plagues of the Exodus in the last days, the Bible says, well, well, they come back. And there's things that we need to know and understand and sort out and try to discuss with each other. Randy, you and I have discussed Revelation in the past, different things, <laughs> trying to understand all of this and, you know, how do, how do we respond and react? I don't have all the answers. I'm just a filmmaker going out and seeking uh, the answers and trying to find it. And I think this next film, what it taught me was, number one, the Israelites were supposed to go there to praise God. Yeah. and to worship God. Yeah. And I'm going to end this film with worship. Uh, and I've got a special choir coming 
And I got the guitar out, and <laughs> this, I believe, is going to be a very Bible-affirming and very uplifting event. Nice, nice. And you know what I love is, is we differ on our views of Revelation. Uh, but I think both of us, I hope I am, and I, and I know you are, would, would go, okay, I will follow the evidence uh, and be willing to change my mind, you know, if I see something. Yeah. I go, okay, because, again, it's a journey. Uh, and in this case, it's your journey to Mount Sinai. Uh, and we're all on a journey together, and I love it. I appreciate you. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. And once again, if you want to get your tickets, get them now. Patternsofevidence.com, May 15th and May 17th, only two nights. And please come bring your friends. You, you won't be disappointed. Oh, I guarantee that. The films are fascinating. Uh, and if you do see it in the theater, you will experience something cool. This is what the website looks like, patternsofevidence.com. Go check it out. Check out all the films. But show up next week. Uh, and, and show up again tomorrow. We got more for you here on Life Today Live. We'll see you again next time.